Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. I'm Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA, and today the Homeport crew is going to share some details with you about safety aboard and security aboard, not from the boating perspective, um, but we got some requests from some of our listeners and viewers to do a session on how to stay safe um, from a crime standpoint. So we're going to talk about that today. And as I said, the Homeport crew is going to do this together. So we'll start that topic in just a moment. But first, I do want to take a moment, as always, to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes & Associates, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners and viewers to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And with that out of the way, Karen Nettles from the Homeport Crew, thanks for joining me once again. Oh, you're quite welcome. We had um, one of our listeners kind of suggest this topic because it is something that in today's day and age, everyone should be conscious of, and that is um, your own personal security and the security of your stuff and your boat when you're on the loop. So um, I know you've kind of got some questions for me and I'm just gonna kind of share what AGLCA collectively has learned and compiled over the years about this topic. Sure, so let's just get started. Uh, I know AGLCA recommends that members not carry firearms aboard. So can you just explain why? Yeah, starting off with the sensitive question right out of the gate. (laughs) Um, This, when it comes up on social media and voting forums tend to explode because obviously um, gun issues in the U.S. are a very divisive topic. Um, And we are not here to weigh in one way or the other on, um, you know, whether or not you should carry a gun in general. Our recommendation, however, is that you not take a firearm on the loop. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, One is you are traveling through many different jurisdictions. So we'll start, you know, with the obvious one. Most loopers will go to Canada. Canada has very different laws than the U.S. on firearms. Um, Basically, you cannot bring a gun into Canada. Now, when I say that, if that gets brought up on social media, you will, you know, don't, no doubt have people saying that you can bring long guns or rifles, or if you apply for an exemption ahead of time. Um, we're, we're going to be talking today in generalities because we can't cover every possible circumstance. Um, you know, the strong recommendation from us is to not try to bring a weapon into Canada um, and, and certainly be honest with any official Canadian or U.S., who asks you what you have on board, because if you find out, you know, if, if you are not truthful about what weapons you might have on board and they find them, that's going to be a whole different scenario. Um, but for most of us, bringing a weapon into Canada is going to be a non-starter. It's just not going to be possible. Add to that, that you are going through, depending on your route choices, 15 or 16, possibly more different states in the U.S., so different jurisdictions with different gun laws. So even if you are permitted to carry um, or concealed carry or whatever your permit may allow you in certain states, other states may not recognize that. Now, again, it comes up on social media and you know, I'm not a gun law expert, um, but apparently there are certain types of permits for law enforcement officers or former law enforcement officers that allow them to carry through any jurisdiction. I don't know. Um, if that situation applies to you, then you know more about it than I do. 
Um, but just please note that just because you're illegal to carry in some states does not mean that you are in every state. We have actually had an AGLCA member who wound up with felony charges because they were carrying a weapon to a different state in the US that they weren't licensed for. So for those reasons, that's why we recommend you do not take a gun with you. Most loopers will tell you that they have felt very safe on the loop, myself included. If you do decide to carry, that is of course a very personal choice. We just highly recommend in that circumstance that you familiarize yourself with the laws of the different jurisdictions that you'll be going through. So I think we'll leave the, the weapon, the gun debate there because it, it quickly tends to snowball. Um, but that's the official recommendation from AGLCA on that particular topic. And again, most loopers do not feel that they need a gun to be safe on the loop. I also should point out that firing a weapon aboard your boat can be a very different outcome um, for damage to your surroundings than it might be on land. So just keep that in mind too. If you, know, if you have a, a gun aboard, firing in the boat, um, obviously there's places on a boat you do not want to have holes. <laughs> so um, another thing to, to keep in mind. So we'll leave it there. Okay, well, thanks for that explanation. Since we're talking about crime specifically, can you tell us how crime on the loop differs from crime in, in our dirt, dirt life? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's a hard thing because I don't know of statistics that are kept. You know, if we run into an issue on the loop and uh, we call the police, it, it's considered the same as, as, you know, something that may happen in a dirt dwelling. Um, I don't know of any separate statistics. Um, I can tell you that my impression is that it's much safer on the loop. There is not as much, um, well, first of all, the looper lifestyle is very, um, there's a term looper midnight, which is about nine o'clock, which is for a reason. Um, most of us are not out late into the hours of the nights roaming the streets because we are exhausted from a day of cruising. Um, so I think boat life tends to lead to just kind of a, a more chill kind of lifestyle where we're not in situations often after dark where there could be problems. Um, you know, that said, in general, it's not much different than living life on the land. Um, you're going to want to take the same precautions to make sure that you and your family are safe as you would on land. But for the most part, you're going through safe areas. They're not highly populated areas. You know, keep in mind that Sadly, bad things can happen anywhere, so you're never going to be exempt for it from it. But I don't want to give the impression at all that it's less safe on a boat because I, I think it's actually the opposite. Um, you know, you're typically around groups of people. Um, I have, well, maybe once felt a little bit unsafe on the loop, and we'll, I think we'll probably cover that later. But in general, um, it's a very community, it's, it's a sense of community that does not exist in other places these days. And if you think back to, you know, days gone by where you knew your neighbors and everybody looked out for each other, that's what you find at marinas and at anchorages. So I think the, the feeling because of the sense of community is that it is actually safer. That's, that's good to hear. Um, how would you say that crime compares on the loop to compares to boating in other parts of the world? Yeah, and again, you know, I don't have statistics on that. This podcast topic was actually suggested uh, by someone after they had read an article about, uh, you know, someone being boarded at anchor um, far into the Caribbean, farther than most loopers go. Um, I believe the loop is much safer than some of that extended cruising you can do in the rest of the world. 
Um, again, you're typically with groups of people, if you choose to be, if you choose not to be, you can find some solitude, um, but that solitude is not typically in open water where there's lots of other um, boats. You know, you hear of modern day pirates and they do exist. And there are places in the, in the world where there are um, cruising alerts to beware for a roving band of pirates. I have not heard or seen any of that on the Great Loop. You know, it's it's one of the things that is different about the Great Loop is it's completely within North America, can be within the US if you make that choice. Um, but because of that, I think it's a safer trip than if you do extended cruising to remote parts of the world. Well, that's good to hear as well. I know there's been some security issues that have been brought up on the, the Facebook group. So can you tell us what types of issues are out there? Yeah, and, and as I kind of alluded to, these issues never, um, they never end well on the Facebook group. It tends to get pretty heated. Um, we've had these similar discussions in our members only discussion forum, where the discussion tends to be a little bit more solution oriented. So, you know, some of, of what I'm going to share are things that I have firsthand knowledge of, um, some are not. But, you know, I, I definitely want to stress that this is a safe journey and, and bad things happen everywhere. None of these issues turned out to be very serious. I just don't want to leave anyone scared to do the loop because they think there's a lot of crime. Um, you know, again, I think it's, it's less so than you might find on, um, on land. But, you know, a few issues uh, tend to be around some of the free walls in towns. Um, you know, these are not marinas. They're um, hospitality from the towns that we're visiting where they give loopers or other boaters a place to tie up for the night. Sometimes they include power, sometimes they don't, um, but you'll see them around the loop and it's a great way to save some money from paying for marinas every night. That said, um, Joliet, Illinois on the Illinois River has had a few reports of issues. Um, and again, I'm not talking about serious issues. There have been, most of the issues we see are more kids who don't know better, you know, pulling pranks, um, things like that. So Lines have been untied. Um, it has happened in a lot of places on the loop where you're, you know, just kind of asleep in your uh, berth and someone unties your lines. Again, most of the time, this is kids. Um, that actually happened on the Erie Canal and the boat had a video camera and caught the whole thing. And it was a group of looked to be teenage girls who, you know, clearly thought they were just being funny. Now it is a prank that can result in severe damage and should never be done. Um, but I don't think that that was their intention. Um, same thing has happened on the Joliet wall. Um, and the Erie Canal is another place where there's lots of free town walls. So, um, you know, keep that in mind there. Joliet had a, issues a few years back and they have a very active police presence at this point at that town wall. We stayed there this year. Um, you know, again, the traveling in groups, there were probably 12 looper boats tied to the wall that night. Um, strong police presence. The police were there in the morning and, um, you know, I went over and chatted with the officer and thanked him for keeping the area secure. And, and he said, you know, we want boaters to feel comfortable when they come through here. So, you know, they are addressing that. Another issue I heard of, um, I'm sorry, one of them on the Joliet wall earlier this year, I believe, where a boat was untied. Um, it was actually someone who had um, apparently, and, and I don't know this to be true, but somebody the police were familiar with um, not because she was necessarily um, attempting to hurt anyone, but there were some um, emotional or, or mental issues there that, you know, caused her to decide to untie those boats. It was a very unfortunate situation. Um, you know, I'm not sure how that ended, but I do know it ended with loopers were safe and boats were safe. Um, 
So that's, you know, kind of what happens in, in Joliet. And we're going to talk a little bit how to avoid these things in a minute. But, um, you know, I also, other issues we've heard of on the loop, boardings tend to be alcohol fueled, <laughs> um, where, you know, somebody thinks a boat is not occupied and gets on board and goes up to the flybridge to have a few more drinks and, um, you know, enjoy time with their friends. And that by and large is, is all I think of the boardings that I've heard of. Um, so, you know, these things happen, they can happen in your regular life. Um, there was an incident at the Peoria free wall this year um, that, you know, sounded a little bit, a little bit more potentially serious where a group of people was, um, kind of taunting one of the boats and, and making some threats. The end result was everybody was safe, but it was certainly a very uncomfortable situation for those boats. Um, and it's just, you know, it's something to look out for. So we are definitely gonna talk a little bit about how to prevent these things from happening to you, because really that's what it's all about. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break though first and play a message from our sponsors and we'll come back and, you know, talk a little bit how to combat being the victim of some of these, um, you know, I'll call them crimes because they are um, mostly not very serious, but we'll, we'll talk about how to avoid them when we come back. Good morning, loopers. Many of you are probably already cruising in southeastern waters, and that is where the Salty Southeast Cruisers Net focuses all of its efforts to help you enjoy your time on the water. So as you prepare for the next leg of your journey and as your resource for accurate, timely, and useful information, we want to invite you to use and add your knowledge to the wealth of information that's available through the Cruisers Net in its directories for marinas, bridges, and anchorages, as well as the latest fuel prices in your area. Our mission of Cruisers Helping Cruisers, may we invite you to help those following in your wake by sharing with us your cruising experiences. Thank you. Have a great day. We're back on Great Loop Radio. Your home port crew today is chatting about security on the loop. And we just kind of covered some of the incidents that we've heard of on the Great Loop in recent years. Um, you know, again, we're not here to scare anyone, but we do want to be realistic about the things that can happen out there. And that's why we're covering this. Um, but Karen, are we ready to kind of shift to some ideas from our membership on what you can do to combat this? Sure, you had mentioned about lines being untied. Can you tell us how boaters can um, combat that? Yeah, absolutely. And this is probably the thing we've heard, I was gonna say the most of over the years, even then it, it's maybe a handful of times. So if you count all of the times that boaters have tied up at, at walls and towns, and you know, in 10 years of doing this, I know of a handful of times that lines have been untied, it's not a frequent issue. So you know, let's, let's be clear about that. However, there are some things that you can do to make it a little bit tougher um, for someone who thinks that they're pulling a prank and doesn't realize the severity of what can happen to a boat that's been untied. So first, um, when we are on a free wall, we always, rather than running the line from our boat and around the cleat, we run it through the cleat and back up to the boat so that it's not as simple as just untying the line. You would either need a knife to cut it or you would need to board the boat to untie it. Um, so that just makes it an extra challenge. Um, you know, from what I understand, you know, preventing crime is just, if you can make it harder, it's much less likely to happen. So that's one real simple, you've already got the things you need aboard to do that, to run the line back up to the boat and tie it there. Another thing that some loopers do is to run chain through the cleat so that it can't be untied, it can't be cut. Um, and that also is fairly easy to do. 
probably going to be something additional you need to add to your boat, but that certainly helps the situation. And I've had a few loopers tell me that if they're on a wall and they feel like, you know, it might be a little bit um, concerned that somebody may choose to untie them, um, short of anything else, they drop the anchor. And, you know, obviously once untied, the boat can sway a bit, but it's not going to go too far if the anchor's been dropped. So, um, you know, to me, that sounds a little bit like the less effective with a little bit more effort <laughs> than having a chain, um, but it's certainly an option if all else fails. So, um, you know, those are just some of the ways. The other thing is the town walls are money savers, but they're not requirements. So you can bypass those. Anchorages are free as well. Um, and they can have some, some safety issues, but by and large, I don't know that I've ever really heard of a safety issue at an anchorage on the loop. So, you know, if your choices are town wall that looks a little sketchy or anchorage, anchorage is always a viable option. So keep that in mind as well as a preventative measure. Okay. And the other issue you had mentioned was uh, being boarded at a dock or a town wall. So how can that be avoided or, or at least get the best outcome if you, you are boarded? Yeah. Well, and, and some of these probably apply to uh, lines being untied as well. Uh, but, you know, again, as a deterrent, most people, most criminals are going to avoid interacting with a dog. So if you have a dog, make that known. Um, you don't have a dog leave some things um, on the dock or, you know, at the boarding point to the boat that perhaps indicates you do leave a large dog bowl with some water in it. Um, I've heard had loopers tell me, um, you know, they leave a pair of man's shoes out by the door um, so that it's obvious somebody is aboard and it looks like it's a rather large somebody, you know, simple kind of deterrence that you would do at home as well. Um, you can also, um, security cameras are huge. Now, most, I would hope that most criminals intent on doing bad would be looking for security cameras. Clearly, since there's video that circled um, social media of the girls untying the lines in the Erie Canal, they were not so much looking for the security camera. Um, but as a true deterrent, having a camera, and it can be set up to uh, shine a light when it motion is detected, is probably the best deterrent there is. It's easy to set up on a boat. Um, and in talking about kind of the ease of setup, I did mention that there was one night that I felt a little bit uncomfortable on the Great Loop. And I wouldn't even say unsafe. Uncomfortable is a much better word, but we were in Milwaukee. We were at a marina that is kind of in the center of the festival area in a park in Milwaukee. So um, very public, no gate to the marina probably only about a 10 or 12 slip marina, very tiny. And I understand during the summer, like kind of concert series in that area, that is the prime place to be. We were there a little bit after that. Um, and there was one night that we were the absolute only boat in the marina. Um, Michael was traveling for work, so he was getting ready to leave and it was just me <laughs> by myself with no marina security, meaning no gate to even attempt to deter anybody from coming down to the boat and boarding it. And I kind of, you know, told Michael I was a little bit uncomfortable with the scenario. And in minutes, he was able to uh, rig the back, what we usually use as a backup camera um, and change it so that it was aimed at the dock, set it up so that it was, um, could detect motion and shine a very bright light and also text as an alert when that motion was detected. Um, 
I felt a whole lot more comfortable with that. And yes, we had the we had the equipment on board already, and Michael was pretty technical. But like I said, he kind of repurposed that equipment within minutes to set that up. So ours brand is Arlo. You can do the same thing with ring cameras. Um, you know, because so much is wireless, it's really pretty easy to do on a boat these days. And by and large, loopers say, you know, that is the best scenario to avoid any kind of malicious activity surrounding the boat. And, and that night I slept really well. Um, for whatever reason, Michael set up the text alerts to go to him, even though he was hundreds of miles away. And he was awakened frequently by moths and things in front of the motion detector on the camera. Um, and a couple of times by people who he looked and they were literally just strolling by. Um, but just having that and having the light is a deterrent. And that's probably, you know, my biggest recommendation for people to avoid having this happen. Another thought um, is that if you are at a town wall, it is perfectly acceptable to call the local police, let them know you're there, particularly if you are there by yourself or with just a few boats. When we were at Joliet, it was obvious we were there. There were a lot of us. Um, but Joliet, for one, has requested that boaters do that when they arrive so that they can make some extra uh, passes by the area and make sure that everybody stays safe and comfortable. There's no reason not to do that at other town walls if you feel a little bit unsafe. And of course, you know, the police are there, they do patrol marinas, they will come out to the wall if there is an issue. So I would say also don't hesitate to call if you feel like somebody is loitering about. Um, you know, so those are just kind of some of the ways you can kind of protect yourself and the boat. Um, it's certainly easier than it was in the past because of the technology you can pretty quickly and easily install. Yeah, it sounds like you can get creative with what you already have on board to help protect yourself even further. Yep, absolutely. Um, which, yeah, which leads us into what about personal property like dinghies? How do you secure that type of stuff? Yeah, so dinghies, you know, they're pretty secure on the boat. If you bring the dinghy to shore, though, um, a lot of loopers will carry a length of chain so that they can kind of loop it around a nearby tree or something else that's not going to move, if possible. I, you know, particularly in the U.S., I have not heard of any dinghies. Um, being stolen. Most of them that are reported stolen typically turned out to have, you know, kind of not been secured and wandered away, so to speak, on their own as the tide changed or the current changed. Um, so I don't see that as a big problem. I've heard a little bit, you know, rumblings of, of that happening a little bit more in the Bahamas or into the Caribbean. Um, so, you know, if you're on a deserted beach, you're probably not going to have an issue. If you're in, in a town um, and pulling the dinghy up to a dock or something like that, just using a chain around the dock or around a, a tree can help to keep it safe. Other personal property, um, like things on the boat itself, um, those tend to be also what attract um, people to the boat that you don't want aboard. So, you know, a lot of coolers, particularly some of the higher end coolers, can be targets um, and can go missing. Um, so just make sure you secure that those things you know obviously it's convenient to store a cooler somewhere on the outside of the boat not in the salon or something um, but if you're in, a, in an area where you feel like it could be an issue it might be a good night to bring that inside or find other ways to secure it but you know for the most part just kind of don't leave things about that might be um, high value targets for thieves um, honestly it, it's very much the same as you would do on land one tip i have heard um, I don't know that too many people implement it and I, I've never heard anybody having a problem. As I said, this may be you know, better for other parts of the world, but some people um, purposely don't name 
their tender the same as their boat so that if um, they're ashore with the tender, that's not an indicator to people that that boat is now unoccupied. Having said that, you know, I've never heard that being an issue on the Great Loop. Um, and just because the tender's ashore does not necessarily mean the boat's unoccupied. And further that um, with the idea that if you know, you're cruising a part of the world um, or perhaps the Bahamas where boats are at anchor for a long time and they all have a tender, um, just the idea that the tender is not aboard is gonna be an indicator that perhaps no one is aboard. But um, you know, I have heard that tip out there to name your tender differently from your boat, take it or leave it. I'm not sure how much that honestly helps. Um, but yeah, it's it's not very different than living on land. Um, you know, I know loopers who never lock the door to their boat and have never had an issue. Um, so it's really about, to me, kind of those deterrent measures, um, you know, the law of odds, so to speak, if you can arrange your boat so that it's yours is hard or harder for them to approach or to get something off of, they're going to go somewhere else. So um you know, that, that's, that's kind of the recommendations and the ideas. Um, if anybody has comments or thoughts, um, we're always happy to hear them. Um, my direct email address is krusso, that's K-R-U-S-S-O at greatloop.org. Um, and as I said, this podcast idea, the topic was presented to us by one of our listeners. Um, we are always looking for your ideas. So you can send those to me or to podcast at greatloop.org. And we consider what we can put together in terms of content for those. But um, Karen, did that leave you with any lingering questions that you've thought of? I don't think so. I think you covered it pretty well. Yeah. So, um, you know, just like anywhere, keep keep your um, wits about you. Um, be cautious. But uh, the loop is a pretty safe trip. So we hope you all have a very safe cruising. Thank you, Karen, for helping me get these details out to our members. Um, and for those of you who have watched or listened this week, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. <laughs>